God bless you as we seek the Lord together for the year 2022. This is STL 22. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness and your patience, Lord. We love you so much. Thank you for being our Father, the lover of our souls, the lifter up of our heads. We thank you so much for your faithfulness, for your truth, for your guidance, for your purity, for your instructions. Hallelujah, God. We thank you that you are involved in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the way you take care of us. We thank you for the way you're present. We thank you for your commitment to us, Lord. We thank you for the friendship that we have with you. We thank you that we're not orphans, God, but we have been adopted. Thank you for being our Father. In the name of Jesus, thank you for changing our status. In Jesus' name, through the blood of Jesus, through your Son, Jesus, we are now children of the Most High God. Hallelujah. We are now a royal priesthood and a part of a holy nation. Thank you for changing our stories, God. Thank you for giving us a testimony. Thank you for working on us. Thank you that it's not by our power and it's not by how mighty we are, but it's all according to your spirit. And we glorify you for that, Father God, in Jesus' name. We love you so much. Hallelujah. And um, we say speak, Lord, because your servants are listening. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. I love the Lord and I thank him for blessing us with another opportunity to come together in fellowship and um, just being his presence and hear a word from him. God has been so faithful to us that we can rest assured and be so confident that he will never fail us and he will continue to abide faithful. I'm so excited about God and everything he's doing. And um, my prayer for you is that you would grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that you would know him, that you would have fellowship with him in every way. And I pray that you experience everything that being born again means. I pray that you encounter it in your personal lives and that we don't continue to struggle with the same things over and over. But I pray in the name of Jesus that um, we stand up in our power, we learn who we are and the authority that's in us, and we move forward. Um, the war is very real. It's very raw. And at times it can be harsh. But um, when we realize that all the warfare is just a front to the fact that your enemy is afraid of you and you actually have all authority over all of them, um, you wouldn't be so shaken by it. You can rejoice in tribulation according to the scripture. And we thank the Lord for that promise. So I come to you today with a message from the Lord. And of course, we are still um, gleaning from Ruth, the book of Ruth and her life. And I um, just will remind you that her name means one who shows mercy, one who is pitiful towards others. She shows pity, um, one who 
has a large, warm, soft, kind heart. Um, one who shows sympathy and one who has remorse for their own wrongdoings. And um, we see her life and we see that she expected her life to go one way based upon, we can assume, the word of God. Um, the fact that she was married, the fact that she was serving her spouse, I'm sure she had expectations of becoming a mother. She had expectations of growing old with her husband, you know, um, but those expectations were not met and her life was completely flipped and changed, okay? And sometimes as we follow God, our expectations are not met and sometimes our expectations are not even unrealistic okay but god gave me this scripture that he wants me to read to you all and i am going to go to it right now this scripture is found in the book of proverbs okay it's found in the book of proverbs chapter 16 And I'm going to read the third verse and it says, and I'm reading the English Standard Bible, okay? English Standard Bible, ESV. Commit your work to the Lord. Commit your work unto the Lord. Hand it over to him, dedicate it to him, um, sanction it as belonging to him. This is the Lord's work. This is the will of God. What I'm doing, I'm doing it for his glory. What I'm doing, I'm doing it for um, the advancement of his agenda. Um, what I'm doing is not for me. What I'm doing is for the Lord. I'm committing my work to the Lord. When we look at the Merriam-Webster definition of commit, it means to carry into action deliberately, okay? Um, I'm carrying into action um, my plans uh, for the Lord deliberately, or listen to this. It means to pledge or assign to some particular course of use. I'm pledging and assigning everything that I do to the Lord. And this should help us. This should help us as we um, are put in situations that we did not expect to find ourselves. This should help us every time we feel like our expectation was not met and our prayer was not answered we committed our work to the Lord. We have entrusted it to him. We have pledged it and assigned it to him. So now whatever I have been called to do, even if I didn't expect to be doing this, I'm doing this for the Lord. I'm doing this in the right spirit. I'm doing this cheerfully. I'm completely giving myself over to whatever the Lord has called me to in this season, in the right spirit, in the right mind and in the right heart. I'm doing this thing like I'm doing it for God himself.
I'm doing this thing like I know that angels are documenting my heart and my thoughts as I do this. Amen. Amen. Commit your work to the Lord. Whatever it is that you're doing, as you're raising your family, as you're teaching your children about Jesus, as you are growing and learning how to be an example in front of your children, as you are being a wife, as you are being a homemaker, as you are making that that house a home for your family, every meal that you're cooking, every time you have to take out the trash, every time you're going grocery shopping, everything that you're doing that has the potential to do two things, make you feel unimportant, unnoticed, and used. And um, the next thing is to drain you. As you're doing these things, do not allow the enemy to step in and um, take authority over how you feel about the blessings God has given you. Your home is a blessing. Your children, they're a blessing. Your husband, he's a blessing. And so what you have to begin to do is you have to begin to turn your thoughts towards the word of God. You have to say, no, no, no. The devil is a liar. I'm blessed. I'm a virtuous woman. I'm working with my hands willingly. I'm zealous. I'm I'm in um, I'm connected to the Lord and I'm committing my work to him. I'm assigning all of this to him. He's the one who is strengthening me. He is empowering me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do this every single day because God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I'm not depleted. I'm not drained. I was built for this. I was called for this. I was assigned to this. And now everything that I'm doing, I'm assigning it to God. Because again, it's not by your power, it's not by how mighty you are, but it's all by the spirit of the living God. So everything that you're doing, do it as a surrendered vessel who has committed everything that you have to the Lord. And scripture tells us what happens when we take that mentality. Okay, it says, and your plans will be established. Your plans will be established. Sometimes we have our own expectations of the way things will go or should go, but sometimes it doesn't really happen that way. And whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, we will be secure if we commit what we're doing to the Lord. If we say, God, this is your this is your situation. You gave me these children. You give me the wisdom that I need. You give me the patience that I need. You give me the strength and the energy that I need. You give me the the order and the structure that I need um, to raise them the way they're supposed to be raised. And and, And scripture goes on to tell us, and your plans will be established. Whatever your plans are, God will solidify them. He will establish them. 
glory to his name. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever it is that you're working on and working towards, the Lord will establish those things. Begin to commit your work to the Lord. Every morning when you wake up, and um, this is for those who feel overwhelmed, hallelujah, and I bind and I rebuke the hand of the enemy and every spirit of witchcraft and divination and distraction and discouragement that would try to intercept what I'm about to say. I bind it and I loose the fire of God upon it in the name of Jesus. I secure each and every person who will follow these instructions with the blood of the lamb in the name of Jesus. And Father, I ask that you would send them special angels just because of their obedience to do this in the mornings who will cover them and deflect every attempt of the enemy to um, stop them from operating in faith and remembering your word. Every morning when you wake up, to all the busy mothers out there, this is what you say. Lord, I commit my works to you. That's it. Lord, I commit my works to you. I trust. I know that all of my plans are established. Start every day that way. As I'm serving, as I am um, giving whatever I have left over to others, as I'm working hard, as I feel like I'm being looked over, um, as I'm humbling myself and working with my hands, I'm committing everything that I'm doing to you, Lord. Sometimes I'm not appreciated or shown the appreciation that I deserve, but I know you see me because I've committed my works to you. And sometimes I can't even see the fruit of my labor, but I know that since I've committed my work to you, Jesus, that all of my plans will be established. I will see fruit. I will do more. I will manage my time better. I will have more time when I begin to manage my time better. Glory to God. Some of us need to um, get on a good schedule with the families that we have and um, make time, um, you know, make certain times for what we're going to do so we're not so overwhelmed, okay? You know, put your children on a schedule. You run the household. They do not. So it's okay for you to tell them you're sitting down right now. You're taking a nap right now. Don't care if you're not tired. Close your eyes and play the sleep game. Okay, but you bring order into that home. Commit everything that you do to the Lord. God is a God of decency and order. And women of God, as we're running our homes and we're raising our children and we're being wives, we do things in decency and we do things in order. Thank you, Jesus. And that is... Um, and that will show and we'll basically be able to see the hand of the Lord moving in various situations. We've removed the clutter. We've removed any dysfunction. We've removed all disorder. And we are saying, I'm doing things decently and I'm doing them in order. If you have to watch some YouTube videos to gain some ideas, if you have to get a book and read it, whatever you have to do, go to a few um, blogs, read a couple of articles about mothers who were in similar situations as you, then do that. But do things in decency and in order. God loves structure. He loves order. And I'm not saying we're in the military at all, but um, 
it's good to have a routine, especially when we have a family. It's good to have a schedule, especially when we have young children. When they're young, it's really good to have a, a schedule. Um, they crave order. They crave structure. They really do. Um, they enjoy routine. Children. It helps them to learn and it helps them to grow to be orderly people. You know, it trains them. Okay, it's okay to get up early in the morning. You know, it's okay to take a nap. You know, it's okay to eat at a certain time, you know, training them in um, certain habits. So it's not everything is not haphazard and they just are flail flailing and um, doing everything that they feel like doing as the wind blows. Um, and as you commit yourself to the Lord and say, God, you know, I really don't know how to do this or I feel like there is a need for some refreshing in my home, in my family, in my schedule. I'm feeling burnt out. I'm feeling like I need some me time. You know, um, God will do it for you. All your plans will be established. Just commit your works to him. And I just want to speak to you about your heart. I'm not saying that your heart is wrong. Just saying, keep it pure before God as you are working and as you are serving. Thank you, Jesus. Keep your heart pure before God, knowing that what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. And what you're doing is really blessing a generation. Um, women, we are raising the next generation. Okay. So we have to pour into them. Um, but we have to have something in us if we're going to pour into them. So please get a routine so that you can have time with Jesus without falling asleep in the middle. I mean, I know it happens. Don't I'm not trying to make I, in no way do I want you to feel bad. But, you know, one thing that we want is to be up and alert during our prayer time or while we're reading. And we all have our seasons where we're just busy. But make time for the Lord so that he can pour into you. You need to have that private time with Jesus. Take some time so that he can pour into you and um, you can then pour into your family. Amen. So I was reading this article and it's by a man and he's talking about God's definition of a husband. Right. And so he said when he married his wife that um, she wanted to be a stay at home mom and he wanted to be a writer. And so her being a stay at home mom, she wasn't she didn't have an income. So he had to work um, sometimes two jobs. OK, but his dream was to be a writer. And it was 15 years before that dream was actually realized and he could become a writer until then he works. But what he said was he got up early in the morning. So before he had to go to work, before the house began to stir, he got up and he did what he loved to do. He wrote, okay? And I want to tell you, get up before the house begins to stir. Just get up just a little earlier to spend some time with the Lord to be poured into. Spend a little time, take care of yourself after you do that. Maybe put on a face mask, you know, um, do something that helps you to feel important and helps you to feel seen and also do what you need to do to keep God your top priority because he's always, always, always our first love. And it's in him that we live, move and have our being. So if we live in him and if we exist in him and if we are only able to move in him, then we need to make sure that we are making time for him. 
We are, or life is going to be out of whack. Um, existence is going to be out of whack. Our movements will be out of whack. So I know sometimes we're tired, but still, even if you say, oh, I woke up late today. I didn't get that. Um, I didn't get to get up as early as I wanted to. Guess what? Go take like five or 10 minutes. Okay. Just about five minutes and go bow down and say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for waking me and my family up this morning. I commit my ways unto you, Lord. And I know, and I trust that you've sent angels before me and my plans are established today. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And, um, remember, um, in our Ruth season, we are working, we are serving and it is a blessing. And, um, the work and the service that she did, the diligence and the servitude and the obedience and the humility she displayed is still blessing us today. It went on from generation to generation to generation to generation. And we thank God for what she was able to birth out because she was, um, dedicated to service. She committed her works to the Lord and we thank God for that. So let's follow that same example in our Ruth season. Okay. We all are individuals. Um, at some point we will be tried in certain ways. And I want you to recognize the season that you're in so that you know how to handle it. Thank you, Jesus. Handle it with humility, handle it with obedience, handle it with love, handle it with consideration, serve happily. This is your um, reasonable service to the Lord to handle and treasure the blessings that he's given you. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we want our homes to be different. We want to live in a different neighborhood. We want to live in a different type of house. There are so many really inexpensive DIYs we can do to make things look different for really inexpensive. You can get some peel and stick, um, you know, material and, um, change your countertops for less than $10. You know, there are so many things that you can do, um, to make your house, to, to refresh your house. And, um, I just, I pray for the refreshing of God upon you, upon your atmosphere and upon your home by the blood of Jesus and by the spirit of the living God. I pray that you are refreshed in the name of Jesus. This Ruth season is a blessed season and it has much reward. And because you're in a Ruth season, I already know that God has met you with provision from when you least expected it. I already know because God is faithful and he's shown himself faithful in the book of Ruth. In this season, he is faithful. You don't have to worry about anything. All that you have needed, God's hand hath already provided. Great is his faithfulness unto you. Hallelujah. As you're seeking the Lord, as you're seeking to be purged, as you're seeking to grow closer to him in the name of Jesus, um, I pray that you learn to commit your works to him, completely trust him, allow him to pour some order and some structure into your home so that you can have a more fruitful relationship with him and a more meaningful and um, productive relationship with your family. Glory to God. We are aspiring to be that virtuous woman who can find one. Hallelujah. You want your husband and your children to rise up and call you blessed. You set the tone for that home. Okay. You make that home what it is so you can wake up and put on your worship music and you can sing your praises to the Lord and dance around with your children. 
and um, laugh and enjoy your life because your life is blessed and your life is beautiful. Hallelujah. Um, there is a quote that says, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Okay. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Thank you, Jesus. Um, we have so much um, authority and um, honestly, a lot of control. And we need to make sure that we are um, enjoying our life and enjoying our assignments because our children are sensitive to um, the atmosphere. Our children are discerning and um, we want to show them love and um, we have to be at peace. But first, we have to get that love and peace imparted into us by the Holy Spirit. So make sure that you're spending time with him. And I know sometimes it can be difficult, but don't neglect to do it. Like I said, even if you just get five minutes um, to yourself while they're sitting in their high chairs eating or, you know, at the table um, doing their writing assignments, you can just sit down in your heart and just say, Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for getting us started. I commit all of my works to you and I trust my plans are established. Just welcome him in. Welcome him into your thoughts. Begin to cast down everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God and bring the knowledge of God into your thought life. Begin to think about him. Begin to think about his word. Think about his goodness. Ask him, say, Father, be in my thoughts. Let my thoughts be creative. Let my thoughts be fruitful. Glory to God. Let my thoughts have substance to them in the name of Jesus. And God is faithful to do it. Train your mind, hallelujah, to um, think on the Lord, hallelujah, to think on his word. The scripture says, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Glory to God. We hate when our mind wanders onto foolishness. Um, and that can even frustrate us as we're doing um, the work that God has called us to do and the service God has called us to do. But when we ponder on God's goodness and when we ponder on his word and on his law, oh, how much peace it brings us. It's nothing wrong with playing a sermon in your house, playing worship music in your house, and keeping that tone set for your heart and for your mind. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you can do those things just to set the atmosphere. And we thank the Lord for that. I love you all. God bless you all. Remember, you've been called to a great work. Um, you are connected to the one who redeems the kinsmen. Hallelujah. All your, your whole bloodline will be redeemed. Make sure that you're serving God with a glad heart as you are blessing the generations to come. Amen. Your children will rise up and call you blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me let me go to this really quick in the book of Proverbs. And it says, um, where do I want to go? Where do I want to go? Mm -hmm. Verse 28, Proverbs 31, verse 28. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. It's possible, you all. And if you commit your works to the Lord, yes, um, you won't feel so burnt out and God will continually refresh you. And I loose that upon you now in the name of Jesus Christ, a refreshing from the Lord, a refreshing from the Lord so you can delight yourself in this life he's called you to um, and um, you can delight yourself in this assignment he's called you to i love you may the blood of jesus be upon you today may you go forward with gladness with cheer 
and with joy. In the name of Jesus, remember God's joy is your strength, okay? The enemy would try to steal our joy. And when our joy is gone, we have no strength. We feel weak. It's things we don't want to do. And, um, you know, we're dragging and we're tired. But I pray that the Lord would impart into you a spirit of grace, supplication, and joy. Hallelujah. That you can have the grace of God upon you to pray, to speak to him, to sing to him and have joy as you are living out your assignment. Blessings to you all in the name of the Lord and Savior that we serve. His name is Jesus. There's only one, the only wise God. Hallelujah. Um, be glory and honor, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen.